PainCheck Universal combines a unique PainCheck assessment with the NRS Pain Scale and PainCheck Analytics. This combination enables best practice pain management for all residents, patients, and people living with pain in any environment. PainCheck is now fully funded for 12 months in the form of a federal government grant. Sign up by 31st of May 2021. Learn more at paincheck.com forward slash free. You're listening to Aged Care Insight Radio. Over the years, Australia has become increasingly diverse, with a wide range of different cultures, backgrounds and religions adding to our vibrant society. This diversity is increasingly represented in aged care, both in terms of older people accessing care, but also to the individuals who work in the sector. To help the aged care workforce gain an awareness and understanding of different faith traditions, and to help organisations become more inclusive and focus on individual care, Meaningful Aging Australia has produced their latest resource, Multi-Faith Practices. Joining me to discuss this is their Chief Executive Officer, Ilsa Hampton. Well, Ilsa, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Connor. Um, what is the situation, as you currently see it, um, with faith in aged care, uh, bar faith-based providers? Do we do a good job of catering to religious people in the sector? Um, I'd say it's mixed, as is the case with most things in, in aged care, that a lot of organisations that are doing well are doing well despite the system, not because of it. Um, but it's actually uh, we're at a bit of a crossroads as a country because we've got younger people who are increasingly not identifying with religion, but then in terms of people that are over 65, there's still a huge number who do identify as having a religious background. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll get to the, the new resource that you guys have, have released, but, you know, what sort of feedback from the sector has kind of led to this? Were you hearing about a lack of knowledge from residents, uh, the workforce providers, you know, kind of what, what kind of prompted this? Um, I know it's an update from some original work, but, you know, what sort of feedback do you get from the sector generally? Yeah, um, so I, over you know, several years, I had been hearing about people feeling a real gap in knowledge. And actually, this is um, something that's possibly a little bit ironic, which is that um, there are one of the main religious groups um, in terms of older people that are accessing aged care services is Christianity. And I think a lot of people have assumed that um, we have shared knowledge around Christianity in Australia because of the sheer numbers in years gone by of people who were exposed to Christianity. Mm -hmm. But these days that's actually not the case. So um, we've got, of course, a wonderful, you know, the, the migrant stories and the range of religions that are part of Australian culture now, which is really important as well. Um, but it's really, I had clear messages over the last few years that we just can't take it for granted that the workforce has this general knowledge about different religions, including Christianity. And so that's one of the groups that's covered mm-hmm. uh, in the resource. Mm. And, you know, as Australia and therefore its aged care population becomes more diverse, um, so you, you guys have you know produced this this latest resource, the multi-faith practices, to help the workforce. So uh, tell us about it. Yeah, sure. So um, we did look around because it, it seems like such an obvious thing that's needed, um, some, you know, very accessible material to help the workforce with sensitive support for people who identify um, as having a religious background. Um, 
But actually, we couldn't find anything that was really kind of neatly succinct and packaged up and ready to use. There is quite a lot of information out there in different ways, um, but it just um, wasn't in a form that people could just kind of grab. So I saw actually a piece of work that had been done in Canada. So it was published originally in 2014 by the Schlegel uh, University of Waterloo Research Institute for Ageing. And their culture is, you know, it's not the same as ours, but we have a lot of um, similarities as well. And so when I saw what they had done, which was specifically, again, around supporting people who are accessing aged care services, I felt like um, it was a bit of a gift, really, because it was the solution to something that I knew was a challenge for us. Um, and it is a significant piece of work, you know, producing anything. So to actually have something that we could work with, um, you know, as a starting point, a kind of a springboard, if you like, and we, we partnered with them to be able to adapt um, what they had done for our context. And so then we went out to um, the faith communities to make sure that it was fit for purpose for Australia and had the groups that, that we wanted included, which is Buddhism, Christianity, Hinduism, Islam, Judaism and Sikhism, um, which are the, the top groups that people over 65 identify with when they are identifying, you know, coming from religious background. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, is it possible for, for providers to cater to everyone and for everyone? <laughs> is it possible? It's, you know, it's a great question. Um, I think that providers, on the one hand, providers have to cater to everyone. On the other hand, it's unlikely that they will be able to meet everyone's needs comprehensively. Mm. And that's something that... Um, you know, I guess I have some concerns about some of the the way that people talk about aged care and sort of the expectations of aged care. Um, it seems to be sometimes mainly about rights and not that much around responsibilities or around limitations. Um, if we talk about choice and control, of course, we all need to have agency, you know, and feel like, you know, that we can make choices about our own lives. But actually, um, there are, you know, resources are not unlimited. And, and whether or not we're accessing aged care services, you know, we all have to live within limitations. So mm. um, I think that, you know, there's always going to be a boundary, but there is a huge amount that can be done by investing in those relationships um, between the staff member and the older person and giving people the space to actually explore and understand and connect. And actually, um, people, you know, older people, any of us really will be much more forgiving and understanding about limitations on the support available if the relationship is really strong with the service provider, if the trust is really strong. If you feel like they're really on your team, then you will be more understanding about, you know, things that maybe just are, are beyond what they're able to do for you. Mm-hmm. Is this, uh, you know, is it an ongoing process or is this something that is, you know, really, really important kind of towards the end of life and and maybe kind of at that final stage of life, maybe with aged care residents? Hmm. Um, you know, I think absolutely you want resources to put be put um, where they're needed most. And, and it's a great question, Connor, about, you know, does it apply sort of generally or is it really about you know, the end of life? It is true that a lot of people, as they come to, you know, the pointy end or, or what my Muslim colleague calls the pinnacle, mm-hmm. uh, which is when they're going to die, um, 
they will be stirred, you know, to ask some bigger questions um, and things like religion may take on a new significance that actually perhaps hasn't seemed all that important in um, days gone by. That that does happen. Mm-hmm. Um, when we are faced with our mortality, actually, um, you know, whether it's through the natural process of ageing and then dying or through some other crisis, um, it's very common. You know, there's a lot of studies to show that the big questions come up for people when they are reminded of their mortality. So, yes, we need to invest in, in that space Um but we also have some uh, great evidence to show that people's experience of ageing will be better if they're given the chance to engage with some of these bigger questions and actually given the chance to reflect, to get in touch with you know, their values, um, their beliefs, traditions and practices. Um, but also there's a flexibility that's really important there, flexibility on the part of the service provider to allow the older person to, for example, change their mind so something you know might have been important you know last month, but next month it might it might have shifted because um, it, it is a process. One of our members um, very memorably in a forum we were running recently and we're sort of having a bit of a conversation with everyone. Um, she said that in her experience, the people she works with who were um, they're Catholic, um, mainly from Malta, um, she said the spirituality that they come in with is not the spirituality that they die with. And she talked about um, seeing them change. So when they first come into residential care, it's all about symbols and rituals. And then the longer they're in residential care and and the more they're preparing for the end of their life, it becomes a much more um, introspective, kind of reflective sort of spirituality where they're exploring things in a different way. So it's that sort of sensitivity and that ability to walk alongside people that is so important and I guess fundamental to anything that we do. What we're saying is we're encouraging people to get into a conversation with the older person. So, you know, none of this, as you know, like you cannot be reduced to a tick box. You know, I can't, you can't, and neither can the older people that that we're supporting. Mm Looking kind of moving more broadly on aged care, I mean, looking at the final report into the Royal Commission, um, was the idea of meaningful life, of faith, of ageing in a meaningful way uh, addressed well in that document for you? Um, So the thing that was really fantastic um, about the final report is the emphasis on a meaningful life. So that, um, you know, that is absolutely crucial for quality of life is for people to have a sense of meaning, purpose and connectedness. The um, disappointing thing for us in the Royal Commission's final report is the lack of understanding about contemporary spirituality and the research um, that's now, you know, 20, 30 years um, of research really showing spirituality to be much more nuanced um, beyond only religion and you know you and I have talked previously um, about this and a lot of people that are familiar with our work know that we do invest a lot into helping people engage and understand spirituality in a very contemporary way which means that it is quite broad and quite nuanced. Um, The Royal Commission for whatever reason um, didn't engage with this contemporary understanding of spirituality, mm. but not not explicitly, I should say. Yep. So when they mentioned spirituality, it looked as though they were probably talking about religion. 
Um, there's a couple of lists of sort of a person's, you know, uh, what makes up a person, I guess. So they've got emotional, psychological, you know, social, spiritual, da da da. So it's kind of mentioned in a couple of lists like that. And then it's mentioned in the actual recommendations. Spirituality is mentioned as a as a kind of it looks like what they're saying is actually religious support, and they've got an if because they have if applicable in, in brackets against it. Mm-hmm. So from that point of view, um, that was a bit disappointing. But the you know we know that the, the language around spirituality is not comfortable for everyone. Mm-hmm. So in other ways, in other ways, it wasn't a great shock that they hadn't quite sort of grappled with um, this more modern understanding. Um, or maybe they've decided, you know, because the language is a bit contested, let's not go down that track, but let's pick up key concepts like a meaningful life. So yep. for us, you know, to have the purpose of aged care articulated by the commissioners to include, you know, supporting someone to live a meaningful life, then for us, you know, that's, that's the, the gold cup, you know, like that's really um, brilliant because um, we know that people will have a better quality of life if services are genuinely um, engaging with people around this sense of meaning. Mm. So is there anything in particular then? We know the budget coming up here in a week or, you know, best part of two weeks, and that's kind mm. of when we expect to see the government's kind of official Royal Commission response. Is there anything mm. you and, and your group would like to see in particular? Well, you know, I think, the things that that we want are very similar to the things that a lot of people want, which is um, to increase the resourcing, not not in a sort of cut cut launch sort of just take some money and and you know stick it under a rock or do what you want with it. Mm. You know, they, obviously there has to be accountability, but the the resourcing to upskill the workforce and trust it in all of this um, really sensitive, supportive way of being, the empathy, kindness, compassion, and respect and an understanding of spirituality as more than religion, but that it may include religion, and, and let's talk about that too, you know, all of that upskilling. Um, and with that, that people have time to talk and to be present and to actually attend to the person and the needs that they're presenting with, which includes the physical side as well. I mean, you know, we all know the stories about people that um, it's very distressing about not being able to get any any kind of support in a timely way or with enough time for it to actually feel really humane and like a really rich, you know, experience. That that should be um, what's happening across the board. And, of course, that, that needs resourcing. And with that, you know, for the personal care workforce, um, for their pay to actually reflect the complexity of their work, you know, I, there's a lot of people that, that are absolutely behind that and, and we, we're one of the voices that's joining that, absolutely. So where can people find your new resource? Um, just on our website, yeah. If um, they go to meaningfulaging.org.au and then you can just do a search. If some people find, you know, there's a lot in the website that can be hard to find things, just do a little search for the multi-faith practices guide or um, go to the resources section and, and that's where it is there along with lots of other um, wonderful things to kind of play around with and, and have a good look at. Ilsa Hampton, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks so much, Connor.